You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Tuesday, July 13th, and a Wednesday, July 14th, everybody. It's another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you. We're brought to you by Locked On Fantasy Football. Winning your league starts with the right data. That's why Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you with the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. It is Locked On Fantasy Football. It's a daily podcast all year round right here on the Locked On Podcast Network so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast. Coming up on the show today, I, I've about had it. I, I've hit my breaking point today on July 13th, and I put it out on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks. I'll also put it out on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page on Twitter at Locked on Lions as well. Please follow us. Please smash that like button, whatever you want to do. But I've about had it with the Los Angeles Rams. I, I can't do this anymore. I cannot do this anymore. I'm here to support our team here. I hope the Lions do well. I know it's a rebuild under Brad Holmes and the Danimal, not Dan Zek, but Dan Campbell. And I just, I can't handle the Rams hype anymore. And I'll explain coming up momentarily why I bring this up. Also, pro football focus with a Detroit Lions. This is a national National website, the Pro Football Focus, PFF.com, with a shine piece on the Lions. Sam Monson are the Detroit Lions' secret geniuses for building from the trenches first. I have never, in the 20-plus years that I've worked in this market, I got here in 96. I've been here almost 25 years. I've never heard anybody refer to the Honolulu Blue and Silver Warriors, your Detroit Lions, as secret geniuses. This is a first. This is a first. Um, but we welcome you into the show, everybody. Uh, again, Twitter at Lockdown Lions, at Dairy Speaks. Um, please, if you don't uh, subscribe to the podcast, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and listen to us every day. Tell your Lions fan friends, hey, Matt Derry does this show every day. They got guests. They got opinions. The news of the day. Check it out. I go about 20, 25 minutes a day. I keep it simple. We have a lot of fun with it, and uh, we're here for you each and every day right here on the Locked On uh, Podcast Network. Um, all right. So th- this started to get me today as I was, was – actually, my Tuesdays for work for me are really busy, really busy. I've got three meetings, long meetings, and so during uh, the lunch hour today, I was uh, uh, having some, it's like this seafood stew and uh, leafing through my phone, and I see it on there, the Rams' new uniforms. Oh, the Rams have unveiled another, like, the Rams have like eight different uniforms, but it's like the Rams this and the Rams that and the Rams' new uniforms, and here's the locker of Aaron Donald with the new uniform and Matthew Stafford, number 90 and number nine, and I can't take this anymore. And Ken Brown, our good buddy from WJR and the Mitch Album Show, pointed this out on Twitter. This is turning into the hype machine of like the 2011 Philadelphia Eagles. Does anybody remember the dream team? Like the unstoppable offseason for the Eagles and everybody's just saying, oh, 
The Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. It's it's you know, this is happening. Dream team, Vince Young. I just it was crazy back then. And it's starting to turn into that for the LA Rams. Yesterday we talked about Jeremy Fowler from ESPN putting Matthew Stafford as a top six quarterback in the league in his ESPN.com article. Today, thank goodness, and I'm trying to get this guy in the show, Gary Davenport, hey Gary, Gary Davenport of BleacherReport.com wrote an article, Matthew Stafford hype with Rams is getting out of hand. And I know that he's a former Lions quarterback. I know this is locked on Lions, so we should be talking about the current team. But I want everybody to realize that a sidebar that is going to go on, and it will go on all season, is if the Rams and Matthew Stafford have success, everybody will point to Detroit and say, Matthew Stafford was in jail for 12 years. Matthew Stafford had nothing to do with the 12 years of struggles. Not all the 12 years, but you know what I mean. Majority of the seasons, the Detroit Lions didn't win a playoff game. They drafted him number one overall, and they never won a single playoff game. All right. When Matthew Stafford was brought in, it was, this is going to be our championship quarterback. And then when the Lions hired certain coaches, it was, it's championship, and we need to do better. And Bob Quinn was hired and said, 9-7 and seven isn't good enough. Uh, and all these things. We, we've heard all the narratives and all of the, the one-liners and, and, and everything, everything that, that goes with being a Detroit Lions fan. You guys know better than me. Okay. But the hype machine for the Rams, and thank goodness that Gary wrote this piece in Bleacher Report. It's the hype machine for the Rams. It's a hype machine for Stafford. I'm sick of it already. I'm done with it. I've had enough. It's annoying. The Rams have a good team. They have a very good team. And they're going to compete. But my gosh, every day it's something with the Rams. Oh, the Rams this, the Rams that. And I know that the, the, the NFL Network is based out of Los Angeles. The Chargers are not the team out there. The Rams are. And they were in the Super Bowl a few years ago. And Sean McVay's cool. Oh, check out Sean McVay and his, and his, and his beautiful wife and, or fiance or whatever she is. And check out Hollywood Sean. He's so cool. And Aaron Donald's a monster. Look, Aaron Donald is as good a defensive player as maybe there ever was. Okay? But, like, my gosh. I'm just tired of the hype. I don't care that they have new uniforms and every national network was showing them off today on my on my Twitter feed. Matthew Stafford is a very good quarterback. The Rams have a very good team. But you know where the L.A. Rams reside? In the NFC West. They're not a lock to win that division. Sorry, they're not. Seattle is really good. San Francisco is going to be healthy, and that defense is going to be a bitch. And Arizona can play. Kyler Murray, Hop. I like Kingsbury as a coach. So let's not crown the Rams just yet, and Stafford too. But I just I can't do the hype anymore. I actually tweeted out myself today, and I got a nice response, and I'll I'll read a couple of these. Um. um at Dairy Speaks. I said, man, I really wish there was some more L.A. Rams content on this app. Just not getting enough for my liking. Sarcasm. <laughs> some of your responses have been great today. Ken Brown said, reminds me of the Eagles 2011 Dream Team. Max DeMera, Matt Stafford is underrated. Is now trending to become the new Stafford knows Kershaw. 
Paul Bear writes, can't wait until they miss the playoffs. See, I'm rooting against Stafford and the Rams now. Uh, when he got traded to L.A. and the Lions handled that with grace and class, the Rams were semi-classy about it, uh, except for McVay bashing Goff at every turn. So I guess they weren't. I hope they lose. I'm rooting against Stafford now because I'm tired of hearing about how great they are and how great he is. He just needed to get out of there. He's a top six quarterback. So he went from number 11 to number six because of change of scenery? Because he's throwing to Cooper Cup instead of Kenny Galladay? I'm not buying it. Don B, they are an Aaron Donald injury away from being 6-11. and 11. Hail Mary, it's Hollywood drama. Plymouth Jim, who wants Rams pizza? <laughs> uh, Brett Kuz Kuzino, did you know Stafford and Kershaw are friends? I mean, it just is not stuck. Alex says, the pressure of playing in L.A. will crack him in half. There isn't enough um to get him out of the media spotlight. I, I don't know about that. I don't know if it's any added pressure. There is going to be pressure on Matthew Stafford for the first time in his career to really perform. But I don't think being out in L.A., there's as much pressure as being here in Detroit. Now, I don't think the Detroit media is that scathing uh, you know, and, and tough. But I, I, don't, I think going out to L.A. and being in the sunshine, I, I'm not so sure there's going to be a, that much more pressure on him. You know? I mean, who knows if Kelly's uh, Instagram will will be on and popping. I don't know that. All I know is I'm tired of the Rams hype. They've had enough. I've had enough. They have a good team. All right? And that defense is very good. But remember, their entire secondary is now in Cleveland. Uh, they lost some guys. So I just have had enough. I'm just... Done with it. Oh, man. How about the Lions being possibly the word geniuses was used? Secret geniuses. I'll explain that coming up next. First, bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. Action, baseball season's in full swing. You can track all of it at Bet Online. You want to bet on tonight's all star game? You like the American League, the National League, over unders, who's going to hit home runs, who's going to win MVP? All of those odds are for you right there at betonline.ag. Um, how many wins are the Tigers going to have in the second half of the year? You can bet on all of these things by going to the site. Plus, get all the latest news, odds, info for all sports, including UFC and MMA. I know there was a big fight this past weekend uh, with Conor McGregor. When those other cards come up, it's very simple. Go to betonline.ag and get in on the action. It's great. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do is put in the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, I don't think I've ever seen in all of my years in watching the Detroit Lions... I'm not sure I've ever seen anybody call them geniuses for anything that they've done. Today, that changed. If you are a subscriber to Pro Football Focus, you saw the article by Sam Monson. Are the Detroit Lions secret geniuses for building from the trenches first? And basically, the article talks about how the Lions this past year, whether it was in free agency or the draft, really stressed linemen. 
of course, offensive and defensive linemen. The Lions took Panay Sewell in the first round. They took back-to-back D linemen in rounds two and three with Levi Onzerike and Aleem McNeil. Monson writes, quote, targeting the most important and valuable positions is only part of the equation of a total rebuild, which the Lions are in the midst of. The new regime was handed monster six-year contracts, which brings the kind of long-term security that allows the group to think about a roster transformation spanning multiple seasons. The Lions had a rare opportunity to look at this rebuild from square one, knowing that Rome wasn't going to be built in a day. Not all players develop at the same rate, and those trends can be bucketed by position. PFF data shows that there are positions that typically develop at a slower pace than others, and this should be a relevant part of the decision-making process when determining what order to attack certain positions, not simply which are the most valuable. So what PFF is basically saying is, based on looking at what the Bucks did when they took Tristan Wirfs and what the Browns did um, last year when they really um, uh, pushed uh, their offensive line first and foremost, they write, so if the Lions want to construct an entire roster, it makes sense to get a head start on positions that will take seasoning before they are playing at a high level. So... Um, the Lions drafting O-linemen and D-tackles with their first three picks of the draft, blah, 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 blah. Those positions showed some of the lowest year one production rates in terms of PFF war of any position. In other words, they are the positions most likely to take at least a year to start to pay dividends. That I don't necessarily agree with. But with that being said, the Lions took a cornerback last year, and we don't know anything yet about Jeffrey Okuda, do we? And yes, I understand maybe cornerback is a tough position to gauge. Whereas you take a receiver early, like a Justin Jefferson or Randy Moss when he debuted in, in uh, you know many years ago, sometimes those positions are quicker studies in terms of production. So it's interesting. O-line doesn't reach their full potential, according to PFF, until year three or four. But see, here's the thing. Those guys are going to have to come in and contribute right away. The Lions didn't draft Onzerike and McNeil to wait a couple of years. So I don't know if I necessarily agree with this concept. But basically what Monson is saying is building from within, from the, from the middle in, the, 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 the O-line out, the D-line out, you know, the trenches first, will buy more time for the Lions. But again, I saw what Tampa did in, in building their line for Brady and what the Browns have done in building their line for Baker Mayfield. But they did that rather quickly. Cleveland signed a pair of free agents uh, last year on their O-line. Um and drafted uh, Jedrick Wills, their their big tackle, their left tackle. They moved Conklin to right tackle. So I'm not necessarily, but again, I think that what PFF's point is, it's the young guys, it's the rookies, secret geniuses. I, I, I'm it's stunning to me to hear that type of talk about the Lions. No one will ever mistake anybody that's been in that front office, whether it was Allen Park or the Pontiac Silverdome with geniuses in any way. 
You know what I'm saying? I think we all agree with that. But basically what they're saying is this rebuild's going to take time, and it will take time for the likes of Sewell, Onzerike, McNeil to really come into their own and, and hit their potential. Which I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I think Sewell's going to come in and play very well. Frank Ragnow, and I'll tell you this coming up next, somebody labeled Frank Ragnow as the best center in football. We'll tell you who that is next. Then I will tie that into what I'm talking about. Frank Ragnow's been in the league three years. He right away was a a pretty darn good player. With nice hype for Frank. I'll tell you who uh, showed some love to him. By the way, Built Bar, folks, limited time flavor. I think it ends today. The Built Grasshopper Cookie Bar. If you haven't had a Built Bar yet, what's wrong with you? I had one today. I had my Built Bites today. Like 70 calories. The Built Bars, 150 calories. They are fantastic. And this new Grasshopper Cookie one is awesome. What does it taste like? It's kind of Built Bars version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. All the flavor without the sugar. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein. Only 5 grams of sugar. I love the cookies and cream built bars, the salted caramel. You could throw any of them in front of me and I'll eat them. They're good and they're good for you. All right? If you haven't tried all the flavors yet, get a mixed box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors they offer. Go to Built Bar or Built.com right now. Use a promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off that order. That's promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, 15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so some love for the top players in the NFL at their position. We mentioned yesterday that the quarterback position was in the spotlight. ESPN's been running that series now, and they surveyed uh, 50 uh, coaches, players, etc., the center position, or the top 10 interior offensive linemen, and they said that Frank Ragnow, when it comes to interior offensive linemen, ESPN had Frank Ragnow ranked number four. But what was really cool was, according to, um, trying to find this right here, according to that same poll, when the players were surveyed about um, centers, Frank Ragnow was voted number one, the number one center in the entire NFL. Now, remember, the Lions rewarded Ragnow after this past season. They extended him. He made the Pro Bowl. They gave him a new four-year deal worth $54 million. And one NFC scout said in the article, quote, Ragnow can run the whole line, great communicator, takes pressure off the quarterback, athletic enough to pull, can play guard if you need. Some centers can't do that. He's probably the most versatile center right now. End quote. Um, PFF had him graded at 80.3 this past year, which was number two uh, in the entire NFL behind Corey Lindsley. And, you know, it's tough to gauge grading D, uh, D, uh, offensive linemen because they don't really, there's no stats for them. Like you could say, who's the best D lineman? Well, based on sacks, based on tackles, etc. It's no grade for linemen, for offensive linemen. I mean, I guess you could go, oh, he had this many flags or this many holding calls, etc. But to be ranked the best center 
in the league. It's pretty cool. But Frank Ragnow was good from the start. Even in year one when he played guard and Graham Glasgow was playing center, you kind of knew what you had. So it kind of goes against the PFF uh, article talking about the Lions drafted for interior and it takes longer. Frank Ragnow from day one knew how to play. I think Panay Sewell from day one is going to know how to play. Will he be a dominant right tackle? I don't know. But I think he's going to be good and solid and help the team. Whereas, you know, if the Lions would have taken a linebacker, Micah Parsons, how, do we know right away that he's, he's going to be this stud? Maybe, just maybe, he'll be great for Dallas. Jeffrey Okuda was taken third the year before. I Does anybody know if Jeff Okuda can play it? I don't. Well, part of it was injuries. But, yes, I do agree that you look along that Lions offensive line, and even with the depth with guys like Stenberg and Crosby off the bench, the Lions have some depth along the offensive line. They've got to keep Jared Goff upright. But I'm still stunned to read any kind of headline that says that the Lions might be <laughs> secret geniuses. That's a new one. Our Locked on Lions for this Tuesday, July 13th. Hang with me, folks. I'm down and out today because of this rant. I can't do the Ram stuff anymore. Maybe some of you are going to hit me up on Twitter and tell me, no, no, I'm rooting for the Rams. I love Stafford. I want him to succeed. I can't handle the hype anymore. Talk to you tomorrow.